Hello again, folks. I'd like to welcome you back to our podcast series on leadership and ethical decision-making. This is Dr. Jim again, and I'm hopeful that you found the previous topics helpful to you. After all, here you are for the next podcast discussion. So in our first podcast, I introduced you to the topic of leadership and ethical decision-making concepts. I hope you've had some time to think about the topics we discussed and how understanding and applying the concepts can help us in our professional and personal lives. For this podcast, it's time to take a look at some of the current themes and real-world applications of the concepts that we all will be learning in this course. I want to share some recent information on leadership to begin this podcast. First, let me kind of set the stage. Think about this. Coming out of a pandemic, at a level that the world has not experienced arguably for a century or more. Remember our history of the 1918 pandemic. Some research does show and indicate that that pandemic impacted nearly one-third of the world population. With our latest uh, pandemic, we have yet to see what the final impact will be. And I would argue that I don't mean just near near term, but long-term, what's the impact of this pandemic? So now, why would we even think about the pandemic when we're focused on leadership and ethics? Question. Do you think our interaction and engagement with others has changed in recent years? Will things like social distancing, wearing masks, will those impact how leaders lead and how all of us make decisions? How about the impact on remote working and remote learning? Will we need to perhaps embrace different leadership styles at work or come to consensus on how we can make sound ethical decisions and in fact complete our work? Of course it does. Remember, leadership helps others accomplish their goals. Like I've mentioned before, leaders are people, individuals who motivate other people to achieve their goals. Leaders will take people to places they wouldn't ordinarily go. And if you recall in my first podcast, that was something that I mentioned I've heard for years and quite honestly lived through that. So with our current situation and beyond, Could it possibly have changed how we will, in fact, interact in the future? Some things to remember. Now, during our interactions, we typically rely on both verbal and nonverbal communication. In person, we can see the individuals that we are working with, and we can consciously formulate our interactions to include the spoken words as well as our nonverbal body language. I often say that our nonverbals speak volumes in terms of our communication, what the message we're delivering, and so on. How, in fact, will this change the use of current leadership styles? Could it possibly create a new set of leadership theories and practices? Arguably, yes. So let's take a look at some of the recent literature. The first one I've chosen is an article by Richards, and Richards stated this. It's a 2021 article. To overcome the challenges arising from the pandemic, Leaders cannot wait for the situation to settle. Moreover, mastering crisis management in the time of a pandemic requires an overly directive as well as an actionist leadership style today. Thus, today the capability to make quick decisions in exceptional circumstances is helping leaders to take more of a human-centric and radically different decision process. Some of the key findings that we'll talk about, obviously, here in this article, truly point to the decision speed as well as the quality of our decisions. Due to the overwhelming nature of COVID-19, 
Leaders are not expected to make correct decisions, but also act quickly. Planning and preparedness are significant requirements while operating in this environment. Finally, Richards went on further to argue that it is absolutely critical to keep employees engaged in the process and to further enhance the flexibility for all team members in both leadership style and content. Richards goes further by asserting the need for organizational leaders to communicate the company is, in fact, focused on helping employees in these different times, from offering a flexible work schedule where it's possible and applicable, to providing access to health information and essential supplies. Several leaders are not leaving a stone unturned to make their employees feel valued. In fact, isn't that kind of the foundation of leadership, to care about our teams, our team members, those doing the work so we can be successful? Additionally, leaders are also creating effective learning environments where employees get a chance to develop their skills in a virtual environment. Now, it also gets back to our foundational need to engage and communicate. During a a period of great uncertainty, as we're going through and will continue for a while, it's paramount that company leaders communicate the situation on a regular basis. That way, team members can feel more comfortable that everything, in fact, is being done to support them and to also support continuity and the health of the company. As I briefly discussed in the first podcast, change, it's inevitable, folks. This includes changes in the way we operate and in the way leaders will lead. The need to maintain communication and help teams develop ethical decision-making practices is a requirement for all leaders and managers, and I would argue that it goes even beyond that. It's to all team members. In spite of the changing work environment, the good news is this. There is a positive correlation between remote working environments and the engagement of company leaders and human resources. There have been a plethora of studies already accomplished on that that shows this correlation. No different than an employee working overseas as an expatriate for the company, Remote employees want to make sure their work is first meaningful, it's valued by the company, and they themselves will be continued to be supported in their professional goals and achieving their objectives. Now, is there a chance that leadership and ethical decision-making have changed for the better during the pandemic? According to another article, Slate, and there's no date on that article, leadership must embrace the notion that good decision-making processes show respect for people and ensure procedural fairness, as well as confer legitimacy on the decisions made. Communication. Communicating decisions and the rationale behind them in an open and transparent way is one of the crucial factors in increasing the acceptance as well as the cooperation of those who will ultimately be affected by these decisions. Wherever possible, the participation and especially the inclusion of multiple stakeholder groups is needed in the formulation of a preparedness plan that will increase the likelihood of its acceptance. As I stated earlier, times are tough. The pandemic has changed the way we live and work. So preparedness plans are necessary in order to move forward and be successful. Slaint also uh, argued that it is often not feasible or even appropriate to carry out extensive consultation during the response to a pandemic. This increases the need to be responsive responsive to new information, which may not have been considered during the initial decision-making process. Judgments about the implication of a particular measure 
are likely to change over the course of a pandemic outbreak as more up-to-date, more factual information becomes available. Therefore, planning is an ongoing process and the ability to adapt a pandemic preparedness plan in light of new information is of significant and particular importance. Additionally, we do uh, also believe that leadership practices have changed for the better. According to Nippon 2021 article, our young leaders have learned more than just endurance and selflessness during this time. They also have seen leaders forge ahead with optimism, creating the potential to change leadership for the better. And I absolutely agree with that. So what does this all mean? First, leadership styles and ethical decision-making processes have changed as a result of the new operating environment. A leader's communication requirements and engagement with coworkers and other leaders have also changed. Let's think about that for a minute. The premise here is that the new normal will create an organizational environment where leadership must address employee support as well as the resources and basically treat them the same. Whether the behavior and support are needed working from home or in the office, it truly is a holistic package. What would that mean now for the new communication process? And you heard me mention that in, in podcast one, the criticality of effective communication. What about the new decision-making process? How about leadership and management duties, their tasks, their overall responsibilities? What will things like conflict and conflict conflict resolution look like in a world where conflicting parties can basically walk away or just sign off from a remote location. The issues are still there, obviously, but they need to be resolved. So that in and of itself means we have new techniques we have to apply to ensure people can't just walk away. Now, in any study of conflict and conflict resolution, we know that people, if there are great levels of emotion, step one would be to step away until calmer minds prevail. But we need to make sure in the new operating world that that doesn't become a, an easy answer and something we don't have to address. So clearly, exhaustive and robust research is ongoing and necessary to better understand how leadership will need to transform in the coming months and years. While the basic tenets of leadership may remain the same, However, they will surely change in the future. Some of the basic tenets will remain the same in terms of what leadership and what good leadership requires, but how we apply them, how we engage, will in all likelihood change. In my next podcast, I'll discuss some of the challenges and also what we can do to help create the next phase of leadership development and decision-making processes. Clearly, the, the, our discussion this week sparked a new series of questions some with answers, and some with even more questions. Currently, let's be honest, folks, there is no singular panacea that will help resolve all that we have experienced and will arguably continue to experience as our behavior continues to shift to the new normal, whatever that may be. I want to thank you again for your time, and I hope you'll continue to engage in the discussion in my future podcast. Hope to see you for podcast three. In the meantime, be safe and take care of yourself. Thank you.